Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This holiday, whether you're making a Kroger Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Kroger has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com. Usually, we're uh, two nerdy guys who uh, live together, we're roommates, and we watch NXT, wrestling, developmental professional wrestling. And this week, David, we're not here to talk about that. Oh no, we are not. You uh, forced my hand, and you made me watch a movie I've never seen before. And now we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. Yeah. So you uh, you sparked this film in my head when you were talking about uh, this Keanu Reeves film that Kenny Omega loves. Uh, I heard the story of Kenny Omega meeting Keanu Reeves in Tokyo Airport, and it's because he's a huge fanboy of a movie Keanu Reeves directed called The Man of Tai Chi. So I went out of my way. I watched it, and I was like, "Holy shit, this movie's amazing!" And you're like, "Huh? You think that's crazy? You should watch The Raid." Redemption, and well, that's what we did today. Uh, but then we went on Twitter. It's a, it's an app. It's free, and we went on this thing, and we said, uh, "Hey, we're gonna do this movie review. Check out our our movie reviews. We've done a few here at Up Next Post Wrestling BDE." And a family, a family, a friend, a friend of Post Wrestling, a family friend of Post Wrestling. He was a, a little mad that we didn't throw an invite. For the review, so God... Oh, so, he was furious. So, he's so mad, in <laughs> fact, he's so mad that he has now interrupted our our review, and he's decided to join in as the third man, uh, so please welcome W.H. Park. Hi, guys. I'm very excited. Long-timer, first-timer here. First-time, long-timer? Long time. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, you never leave uh, us feedback for NXT. You don't watch NXT, I guess. No, I do watch NXT. It doesn't happen in the Tokyo Dome. It doesn't. It doesn't count. No, it's like I watch on a different schedule than you because, right. like, we're like we're in different time zones. Dude. Where are so, you like, right I, now? Where are? Where am I right now? I'm in Japan. Okay, where? Where I'm in a city called Numazu. Like, if if you ever actually listen to my fucking show, right. you, you would know this fucking information, wouldn't you, Brayden? Listen, I don't. There's there's a lot of places to live in Japan, and I just don't remember the names of them. If it's not Tokyo, I don't know it. See, you're so limited about <laughs> your experience in Japan. I I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I thought about my time in Osaka. You love Tokyo, Brayden. Yeah. You would you would fucking like, love, love Osaka. Do you they have strong zeros? Dude, they got strong zeros. They got, say, what's the restaurant you took me to? I took you to Caesarea. Caesarea. Okay, David, you need to learn about Caesarea. What is this? It's a, it's a Japanese restaurant, get this, where you can go and you can get pizza. 
Okay. <laughs> In well, Japan. it's a quote unquote like Italian family restaurant. <laughs> right. It's In- a chain. In Japan. Is it good? Japan, yeah. Dude, it's lit. Oh, it's great. It's... Dude, I want an up next shirt that says... Say... How do you say this again? Oh, fuck. Caesarea. Caesarea? Oh, dude. Yeah, go to Caesarea. All the wrestlers know about Caesarea. Yeah, Caesarea is, like, really cheap. You get a lo- you get quite a lot of food for Japan. Right. And it, and it tastes good. It actually tastes good. It's, it's better than most family restaurants that are... The, twice the price. Caesarea. Caesarea? Yeah. I'm Googling it now. He's literally looking are, at it and he's like, you, hey. Are you serious? You can't fucking pronounce this, Brayden? Caesarea. Caesarea. Have you already had a strong zero? <laughs> I've had a few. No, uh, if there's two things I miss most from Japan, uh, it's it's you, WH. No, it's uh, it's Caesarea and it's strong zeros. Um, I wish I had a few right now. I'll tell you that. Um but are you hinting? Are you implying something? Are you? Right are now? you? Yeah. Are you coming to Toronto for SummerSlam? I'm coming to Toronto in August. So I mean, there's probably room in your suitcase for a few strong zeros. <laughs> Grapefruit. I, I, I like four locos, but they're not like four locos. They're like they taste better. Like okay. they taste. They actually taste. I wouldn't say they taste good because a lot of people don't like them. But I I, I think they taste good. Yeah. And it there's what flavor you get. Yeah, there, there's some good flavors and there's some bad flavors. I once tried this, like, rose or something flavored. You know, like those dried up plum rose things? I don't know. Okay. You know what Davey, I'm talking it's about? 9%, David, it's 9% alcohol. It's really dangerous. <laughs> yeah. It's, strong, it's called strong zero, yeah. David. It's strong zero. 9%. I'm not, I'm not worried about the uh, content. It's more just like, I don't know, Four Locos, I'm, I'm not No, it's me. different than Four Locos. Yeah. Okay. Four Locos like the American, like, fuck you up juice. Yeah. This is just like, hey, you want to get a little lit? Okay. You want to get a little lit and uh, do a do a little, I don't know, Hurricane Rana off to Tokyo Dome? <laughs> um, so you're in Japan at the time difference, and we're here recording this on an afternoon because we got nothing else to do. So we're talking about the Raid Redemption. Now, how did uh, h- how come you like this movie so much, and how come we're doing this? Uh, well, I like this movie a lot because, I don't know, I, I watched it, and I it's uh, it's like my thing you know i love martial arts movies i love uh you know hong kong shaw brothers movies i love like action movies that are you know well shot and well acted and right well written and like you know you know like this is from uh, this movie's from indonesia do you know and are you familiar with another movie from the same region called ong bak oh yeah i am actually yeah so it's just kind of like it reminds me of that in a but in a different way, the story is a lot different. Yeah. So I saw the trailer for this movie, like on YouTube, and I thought, oh shit, that looks interesting. And then I saw it was part of like Tiff's Midnight Madness. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So when was that? Like 2011, I think, just after I came here. Yeah, it says so uh, like, Toronto Toronto International Film Festival from 2011. Yeah, so I I just missed it then because I came here in June of 2011. Okay. And that was September of 2011 that it was released. And then you, you got to understand also, like, Japanese release dates of movies are, like, so behind unless they're, like, a big, like, Star Wars or yeah. or Marvel movie. It takes forever for movies to come out here. Like, I think I'm going to have to wait, like, almost seven months for John Wick 3 to finally get oh, a release here. Oh, no. Yeah, it's, it's disgusting sometimes. The Isn't that, that movie, like, seen. filmed and based in, like... Somewhere in Asia. I saw the trailer for the new one. It looks crazy. Oh, it's in New York, dude. Oh, is it? Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Maybe the second one. Uh, the, uh, the trailer, I remember he's like being in like this crazy chasing. I don't know. It looks insane. Uh, uh, so so you got into like martial arts movies. Uh, I, I remember watching Rumble, Rumble in the Bronx. Does that count as a martial arts movie? <laughs> well, it, it, well, it was shot in Vancouver, but sure. Yeah, was it really? That makes so much sense. Dude, Watching that back. You ever thought, why does the Bronx so, look so nice? Yeah. It's because it was shot in Because it was in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, I, I own that on Blu-ray. I should have noticed that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I watched this movie for the first time, and I thought it was pretty rad. I mean, it's just like people kicking the shit out of each other. You got Mike Shinoda doing the... Uh, the music. The, the score. Um, I don't know if that's like the original or just the American version. That I, I watched this on Netflix. And, like, it was dubbed. So, yeah, you watched it dubbed, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, I watched with subtitles. How did you watch it, uh, WH? Oh, with, with subtitles. Oh, I, wow. I yeah, Look I, at me. Yeah. Oh, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, but that's interesting because no, we'll get you're like, the white guy, Braden. I just like uh, you know I'm I'm at home, I'm, I'm sparking up a, a ting, and I don't want to read. <laughs> I just find, I know some things uh, are very different, the actual dub versions. Um, so when I was working in, like, Austria and Germany, How I Met Your Mother was huge over there. Okay. Um, and they said it airs both dubbed and in the original language. Right. And they were saying some of the episodes are completely different story dubbed. Weird. They're like, all the dialogue is completely different. Like all the Power jokes Rangers? are different. <laughs> It's just like a completely different story. So most of them watch like the American one. Right. Um, so I always try and watch the subtitles. Because um, you never know what it could And it also forces you to like pay attention, I find. Yeah, but I'm not good at that. I know, that's why you should do subtitles, <laughs> to like force yourself. I, um, get, I get it. I've seen movies with subtitles, but it was, it's hard for me. Um, but I, I, now, I'm not a massive like martial arts fan. Um, I just found this film a few years ago when it came out because it was everyone was talking about it It was getting great uh, great reviews so thought I'd check it out and I love it and I definitely need to watch more in this style because I've never been a big action guy like I prefer like like dramas or comedy yeah yeah Um, but I think with this film uh, the music especially the tension throughout the whole thing is so great and it keeps on building up to like uh, the next boss who they're fighting next. Um, I love it. Uh, I find it interesting because it is an Indonesian film, but it's directed by a, a Welsh director called Gareth Hugh Evans. Yeah, that, that makes no sense to me. What's going so, on? What happened um, there? Apparently he, uh, he directed a small budget film called Footsteps, and then he was hired as a freelance director to do a documentary about the Indonesian, Indonesian martial art form, uh, Pencak Silat. Uh, okay. I've probably butchered that. Um, but basically, after doing this documentary, he just became obsessed with this uh, this form of martial arts and therefore started writing uh, The Raid um, to show off this martial arts in a film. Um, and obviously, since then, he's done the, uh, the sequel to The right. Raid. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... This movie's kind of big. I it's, know that a lot big, of people yeah. talk about this um, movie whenever I talk about action movies. He uh, he directed a film just before this called Merentau, uh, which apparently is is pretty popular as well. Um, and the, I believe the main guy in that film he cast for the raid. This guy, as well. the same yeah. main guy, yeah. Um, so shall we go into the actual movie itself? Yes, I feel like once we get into it, we're gonna have we're gonna go on a little tangents, yeah. anyways. So I guess we should talk about the 2011 film, The Raid. So this is set in Jakarta, and we start with uh, a man called Rama, who's uh, mumbling to himself and just training like crazy, breathing, punching bags. Um, I think the use of sound in this film is really great. It starts straight away with like this this watch ticking really loudly and keeps on seeming to get like faster and louder and louder as his training regiment's going on. Uh, we see him pick up a gun and he says goodbye to his pregnant wife. Um, as he's leaving the house, there's an old man sat on the floor and he says, I promise I will bring him back. Mm. So we kind of feel like we're setting up for sort of some kind of rescue mission. Um, we shoot to the riot van uh, where Jaka, who is the sergeant of this mission, is talking about the big bad of this film, Tama Riyadi, and explaining that he's like this respected uh, kind of kingpin in the underworld um, and owns this this apartment block where it's just full of uh, drug dealers, killers... Criminals. Criminals. All the lowlifes uh, in Jakarta live in this one building um, and that he has a narcotics lab there that they need to take down and they need to bust. So uh, that's the whole premise, essentially. That's the premise. I love this. Going into a film, you have pretty much straight away within the first five minutes, we go, right, this guy is clearly our hero. He's on a rescue mission. Uh, The plot of this film is they're going to go into this building and take out the bad guy. Like, perfect. Five minutes in, I know what to expect. SWAT team going in to... To kill the drug dealers. Exactly. It sounds like every 
NES video game. Uh, did you ever see the um, Dread film, the the later one with Carl Urban? I have a feeling it did, but I don't. It's really good, but okay. it's essentially the same plot as this. They watched this movie, and they. Were I like, think so. Yeah. This <laughs> Dread came out shortly after. Um. So all then bust into the building, start straight away by just. Uh, Shooting people in the head, uh, arresting them, cuffing them, gagging them. Um, they're pretty, like, solid to start with, like, taking everyone down. There's a lot of crazy shooting. In- oh, lots and lots. Um, a guy's trying to get into the building, and he seems like the only non-criminal of the, of the film who lives there. And he's saying he just, he needs to get this medication to his wife. And they're like, it's too dangerous, you can't go in. Um... And this kind of introduces the tension between Jukka, the sergeant, and Rama, the hero. Uh, and Rama basically promises, stick with me, I'll keep you safe, I'll get the, uh, I'll help you get to your wife with the medication. Um, yeah, uh, we have Lieutenant Wayu, uh, who's a very interesting character in this. He's, Wayu. He's uh, in charge of this mission. And he's talking to Jukka, like, Jukka's saying, look, we need more people for this. We don't have enough if this is as crazy. So there's 20 SWAT guys yeah, going in. Yeah, only here. 20 SWAT guys. Yeah, that's not that it's many. It's like, we need backup. This whole building is full of lowlifes. And he's like, no, this is this is all we have. Um, uh, we'll be fine. Uh, and then the mayhem commences. So The raid starts. They're breaking into all the rooms, they're, they're cuffing people, um, a little boy, uh, this moment's pretty cool, a little boy runs out and it all, like, freezes and slows down, and the boy stood there silently, and then runs off and, and warns everyone, the police, police are here. Snitch. And while you fires a shot, and there's this really cool moment where you see the, uh, the bullet fly in slow motion as the boy is is running and screaming police and it cuts through his neck yeah this is gross it goes the bullet goes through the wall or door and goes through the the little kid's neck it goes like right in his throat essentially so this kind of violent lets you think maybe we shouldn't be trusting this why you guy uh he says it, it was a necessity it's a necessity to save us but this is a kid. He's just yeah, killed. as soon as a cop kills a kid, then I'm instantly... Uh, I think he's a baddie. Yeah. So. Uh, have you got any uh, comments so far, WH? Well, I gotta say, based on your description of like the, the building, the, 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 the home of the, the drug lord, it sounds, oddly enough, like the BDE. <laughs> just uh, full, like, of, full of low, 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 low lives and wrestling fans. <laughs> like, uh, maybe some... You know, chemicals being there's no, cured. There's no chemicals here, Wayne. Uh, there's no chemicals here, WH. There's no chemicals. Just the, just that legal. Just that legal good. You know? I like the setup of this film. Like, from, like you're saying, Davey, from, like, the, the van, you get... you The way the camera kind of just pans in through the van into the, the truck all the way to, like, Jacka, and you kind of get the sense of, like, who is who, what the power dynamics are among the SWAT team. And then... I like when they start going up the stairs and you and you flash by all the numbers of the floors. Three, yeah. four, five, six. It's, it really creates this really great tension and, and kind of sense of, I, I suppose, time, like which we'll see later. Like They're going up pretty fast, and it's going to take a lot longer for them to get down. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the editing is one of the, the key things that makes this film so good. The, the sound and the editing... Uh, as you say, those those cool shots with the with the floor numbers, because um, we learn later that our our bad guy, our big bad, is on uh, floor fifteen. So you've got a long way to go up before you're at that moment. Um, we then shoot to Tama Riadi, who's uh, watching. He's in this room full of full of TV screens. So this guy's like the head baddie. He's like the he's drug lord. yeah the big baddie in this film. What's his name? Uh, Tama Tama Riadi. Tamatonga. Tamatonga. Um, so he's watching uh, all the surveillance uh, of the police coming in and makes a phone call saying, we have visitors, you know what to do. Uh-oh. And suddenly at this point, all the police start getting uh, taken out. We see a man, one of the men they, they've already cuffed, 
is like uh, tied with his hands behind his back with cable ties. Zip ties. And um, is sat on a chair but manages to uh, like a sort of contortionist like slip out. Uh, yeah, without breaking the zip ties. Without, yeah, so he has the... His hand's now in front of him and has a machete under the table in front <laughs> and pulls it out and just goes batshit crazy on everyone. Yeah, this guy, this, like, he's a, he's a, he's a villain, obviously. Yeah. But you kind of, I kind of had the sense he was kind of a good guy because I'm like, oh, this guy's going to escape here. You know, he's going to get out of here. And then as soon as he's escaping, he grabs a machete that's just lovely placed under his kitchen table, which we need a machete under our kitchen well, table. Well, we learned that this, this place gets, uh, like attacked a lot right, by right. by gangs, yeah. um, and they're they're always prepared, yeah. but they've never had the police actually attempt right. it. Before. So this guy just pulls out a machete like Voorhees. There's lots of machetes. There's, in there's a machete scene later <laughs> that I love. Um, uh, this man then shoots another cop and informs Riadi over the phone that the fifth floor is secure. Ooh. So everyone who was on the fifth floor is dead. Um, we then get Tama over the tannoy go you may have noticed that there are some unwelcome guests and lets the whole building know that the police are now on the sixth floor and if they help him by taking them out they can have free rent for the rest of their lives wow what would you do for free rent Braden? <laughs> i would grab my machete <laughs> probably uh like the, the criminal bosses always have the leverage because they don't have to play by the rules they can say yeah you want free rent I'll give you free rent. Go kill these cops for me. Let's go. And they're like, yeah, all right, let's let's do it. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was cool. I, I think that uh, machetes are the most evil weapon a, a killer could, could use. Like, is it a knife? Is it a sword? It's, it's a machete. Both. It's, it's great. Both. It's big. So it's a big knife. <laughs> um, you know what I want to know? I want to know what, like, scrump would do for free rent in the BDE. <laughs> uh, there's a few things uh, I think I already know what Scrump would do. Maybe. <laughs> Which? Right, right now, he's popping right now because I said his name. Yeah, he's quoting it and putting it on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I like I like the fact that this is set up like a video. It's almost like a video game because it's like the SWAT team's going into the house and then instantly you see them kind of get picked off. The when the when the bad guy there, the drug lord, he's like, hey. Uh, we got some we got some visitors, so he's like, I'm gonna call the neighbors, and then the neighbors are snipers, and they're sniping off, picking off the the cops one by one. Uh, it's like a criminal boss who's like, Hey, you want more money and more drugs? Then help me. They're, he's got an army, basically. They're yeah. completely ready for war. So now the premise is all these cops are are stuck yeah. inside, and and like we said, there's only 20 of them, so now a bunch of them are, are killed off, so now it's like... And they're on the 6th floor, so it's not even like this, you can jump out yeah. the windows or anything, you're you're trapped in the middle of this building. Um, we see Jucker chatting to the lieutenant, and he's like, what the fuck have you got us into? He realises this was a much, much bigger mission than, uh, than he thought, than and realises they're fucked, they're all gonna die, they're all trapped here. Um... We then see uh, uh, Tama's henchmen, uh, Andy and Mad Dog. Um, and Andy's questioning Mad Dog, like, why, uh, what the fuck are you doing? And Mad Dog's like, look, you don't kill the police, you buy them. Like, you have a, we've got unlimited money, we can, we can buy the police, don't worry. Sure. Uh, we're safe here because we have guys in our pocket. Mm. Uh, we're all, we've always got the upper hand. Um, Foreshadowing. Bad guys always got dirty cops. And it's it's around this point where we realise that uh, Lieutenant Wayu uh, is dirty. Is a dirty. He might be. Might be. Might be dirty. Um, and this kind of like you've got the Jaka questioning him. Like, why are we on this mission? What are we doing? Um, so we get to uh, the police get into one of uh, the rooms the lieutenant is actually in and barricade it. One gets shot right through the window um, and Rama realises that they're trapped here. Um, so starts banging on the floor with his feet to try and find a, a hollow spot. And then they grab an axe and they start hacking away at the floor so they can drop down to the floor below. Um, 
Jacka leads the team, jumping uh, to the floor below, and there's just a melee straight away. Like, more people are ru running into floor five, uh, trying to take them out. Uh, this is one of my favourite uh, moments of the film, and this is something that uh, keeps in my memory. Uh, one of the bad guys drops from uh, floor six to floor five, and just gets caught with a massive spear. And oh, Okay, like yeah, mid-air, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like Edge jumping into yeah. Jeff Hardy and just sends him flying through the window. Um, one of the police gets shot in the ear and then the sound all changes, so it's just uh, this, yeah. this ringing. This is done a lot in films, but I always think it's pretty cool, like the ringing with the, the muffled gunshots. Um, it's almost like the calm of the storm, like the eye of the storm. Um, Rama then grabs like a gas cylinder, uh, throws it into a fridge... This bit's crazy. Yeah, so it's like a, a propane tank or something. Yeah. It's something crazy. It's a giant propane tank. And they, they're, like, barricaded. They need a bunch of guys. So they shove it into a fridge. It, nuke that, the fridge. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and then they, they shoot at it. What it, it explodes, obviously. Yeah, he, like, throws something in there, like, to set it on fire. Puts it at the door and takes out all the guys that are trying to break it's in. It's kind of like when Indiana Jones... Gets in the fridge. Yeah, in uh... nuke the fridge. That's right. <laughs> Do you know why Indiana Jones got in that fridge? No, because they it was a really poorly written film. <laughs> yeah, uh, years ago uh, there was a there was a man who wrote a script for a movie about time travel, but the time travel device was not a, originally a DeLorean. The time travel device was a fridge, and this script sat. For years, because no one wanted a scene about a fridge that explodes and shit. So years later, Indiana Jones had a scene where he jumps in the fridge, and uh, it saves him. Ridiculous. Uh, so in this, they're putting the bomb in the fridge, yeah. and it doesn't save them. And wouldn't a propane tank in a fridge explode a whole building? Or is it not? It wasn't a giant. No, it's all contained in the in the fridge, man. It, and it's directional, <laughs> so it's exploding outside the door. I wonder if all the, the things in the fridge survived, like the strong zeros. <laughs> Do they have strong zeros in Indonesia? Why are you asking me? I don't live in Indonesia. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should. Uh, it's, a little bit, it's a little bit humid, more humid there than I care for, so no, I'm going to stay right here in Japan. Uh, we go back to the bad guys, and we learn that two rooms have been taken out, and about 30 paid tenants are just splattered against the walls. Ugh. 30 men have been taken out. Uh, and Tamar informs them to clear out all their stashes as that can pay for all the damage. Um, and orders them to go down and, and join in the fun. In the raid. Um, Mad Dog orders some men to join Andy. And Andy's like, I don't need anyone. And he's like, no, these men are going with you. Uh, continuing that power struggle between the two henchmen. Uh we get a big like fight sequence in the corridor. This is crazy. It's in like a hallway of yeah of one of the floors, where it's like what? How many good guys against how many bad guys here? It's like one good guy versus like ten a load dudes. of bad guys. Yeah, it's crazy. This fight scene's nuts. Uh, Rama then starts banging on the door of the man who he helped earlier, the man with the medication for his wife, and has his his friend who was shot in the ear with him. And is is begging for help. He's going, let me in, let me in. But the wife's like, no, don't, don't. We're safe here. Like, just don't let any of this madness come in. But the guy's like, ah, he he helped us earlier, so lets them in. Um, and then the bad well, guy, he, he 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 gets to that place because he fights all those people. Yeah, like, he fought off. It was like a gauntlet match, completely. Because he's in the hallway and he fights off all these people. And then they won't let him in. Like, imagine, like, getting through ten people, which is insane. One on one on ten. There's this, there's this scene where he takes a blade and he puts it into the guy's, like, what are you, a thigh? Uh, right near the knee and then lifts the blade all the way up or lifts the blade all the way down. And he does this on, like, a few different people. Like, he just mercs motherfuckers. And then to, to only be turned down because a guy doesn't want to let you in his apartment. And you're like, what the fuck? I just ran through 15 it's like people. Big night out, stumbling home, managing to get home. You've got all your stuff with you. You you avoid all the all the criminals right. on the streets of Toronto, and then you get home and forget the password to, your... to get into the apartment. <laughs> yeah, like that's not happened to you. <laughs> uh, we have a passcode here at the BDWH. 
Um, I'm not going to tell you what the passcode is, but sometimes... I already know it. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Kyrie Sane. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and David forgot it once. Yeah, I was outside for a couple of hours, I, I, I believe. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yeah, David Crane. How do you not recognize the sound of your own roommate's voice? No, you can't. Brayden was at work. Was I? You, yeah, it was uh, New Year's Eve. Oh, wow. Wow, that's how... Yeah, David. David's like, hey... Do you like have a, like a keypad? <laughs> yeah, we have yeah, a keypad. Yeah, it's like a, a pin number to get into the building. I see, I see, I see. And I got a message from David being like, hey... And then like... 30 minutes later, it's like, what's our passcode? I'm like, what the fuck? That was 30 minutes ago. What were you doing for those 30 minutes? And he's like, to this day, he still doesn't know. Obviously, he was having a fight in a corridor with 10 people stabbing them. Yeah. Can I just say at this point, like, these machete dudes, yeah. they are like the scariest things in this movie. But up, up to this point, like all the other guys yeah. in the building, they're trying to kill the cops. They're all like, your, your typical, like, street gang thug types but these guys especially the leader with the tracksuit nothing says scary to me more than a guy in a tracksuit with a machete and a gold chain let me just tell you okay this guy's fucking scary i at this point i feel this movie turns into like one of them survival horror movies at this point you know yeah you there's the scene where the guy yeah. with the machete he's he's clanging it he's going ding ding he's like a he's like a, you know a murderer in a scary oh, yeah. movie he's slanging he thrives the, on this yeah, he loves like, it. He's taking his machete, and it's like Jason Voorhees never does this with his machete, but this guy's like banging it off things to make that clanging noise. You know, it's like to skip. It's like when the isn't it in Power Rangers the movie when the, they bang the th- things together to make the sound, and the bad guys go away. It's like that, <laughs> uh, but the bad guys like ha, 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 got this machete. Uh, Wh, you should get a chain and a uh, tracksuit. I feel like you own a, a, an Adidas tracksuit. Uh. I neither confirm nor deny. Yeah, I feel like you're that kind of guy. I, I don't. I feel like you are. Well, we're, you're just gonna have to find out, won't you? When you bring strong zeros. That's right. So the bad guys break into the room, and uh, the guy and his wife are, are there, and they're going, "Where are they? We know you're hiding them." They're trashing the whole room, and there's a really cool shot where the camera sort of goes up and looks over, and you realize that. Uh, Rama and his mate are hiding in the wall. In a fake wall. In a fake wall. Um, so the machete guy sees this wall and goes up to it and is like, I bet they're in there. And starts stabbing his machete through the wall. And it's getting closer and closer to Rama. And then eventually slices through his cheek. Uh, like an inch the other way. Rama's dead. Our hero's been dead. done. And it's just gone right through his cheek. And you see him, like, trying not to breathe, trying not to make a sound at all. Um, As a machete is halfway through his face. And um, he's saying, I know they're there. I know they're in here. And the husband's going, like, get out. You've already trashed my room. You've you've ruined my life. Like, get out of here. Uh, So he pulls the machete out. And I feel... Rama was was he trying to like wipe the blood off as it was going yeah he tried to but he did it yeah because I thought this was going to come back to get him but it kind of didn't because yeah because he gets the machete through him but they don't know he's there and then when they pull the machete back out through the fake wall the bad guys leave but if they were smart they would have saw the trickle of blood on the machete that wasn't there before and then they would have (gasps) went but they didn't do that um Rama is then trying to to patch up his his friend and get the get the bullet out and he's he's asking for a something sharp to help get it out and all they've got is a butter knife mm-hmm. so this is going to be absolute agony. Uh, we flick over to Andy who's with the two men that Mad Dog insisted he goes with and he kills them both. So you're like, whoa, what's the deal? Mm. What's the deal? Why is he gone rogue? Uh, Rama gets cornered in the corridor by four men and takes all of them out like Rama's insane he can take on four five six yeah at this point he hits the 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 x factor is this where he hits the x factor yeah so there's he hits like a Daniel Bryan running knee he hits an RKO he hits like crazy moves but there's this one I think this is my favorite death in this movie and anytime I review a movie I have to say my favorite death and I think it's this one now wrestling fans know the move the x factor uh, WH's Park, favorite wrestler, uh, X Pac. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and uh, the X Factor is when you take a guy and you you basically s- jump and sit out and you slam the guy face first, like kind of in between your legs to hit the ground. So this guy does it when he's already sent someone through like a wall or a door, but then there's like jagged edges of the broken like door or whatever. So he continues to fight this guy and then he runs and does the X Factor, but the, the guy's like face and chin and jaw go through the jagged like th- remainder of whatever wall or door was left. So he gets X Factored, face planted, through the jagged things that go like, oh, it's oh, it's great, it's fantastic, it's nasty, because it's great. You think, and that they don't reveal like what he you don't slammed see him that on he did it, but you're, you're kind of thinking, yeah, yeah, just hits the X factor, and yeah. then you see his body's just like contorted yeah. with, oh. with shards of wood through his neck. It's nasty. I bet X Pac never got that kind of. Uh, <laughs> if you put someone through a table, maybe. Do Do you have a favorite death in this film, WH? I'm trying to think. Um... I really like that scene you talked about earlier where the guys, like, one of the bad guys jumping through the sixth floor to the fifth floor and then just, I think it's Rama, isn't it? He just grabs him, like, yeah. doing, talking about the spear and just throws him out the window. Uh, I like, there's one where they throw a guy, one of the one of the cops throws a guy, I think Rama throws one of the guys over the, the staircase and the guy's back just hits the ledge. Yes. Oh, oh yes. Half. On, like, That's the great. banister. And just... I think that guy's like the brother of the guy who gets the X Factor with the <laughs> door through his chin. Because there's a shot where that guy's lingering, looking at the body, and he gets all angry. You're uh... like, okay, that's his brother, or he owes him money or something like yeah. that. He's like, what? And now he's pissed. They're the JC and Chris of this film. <laughs> <laughs> Jobbers. Um, we then, like... From this point onwards, it seems to get very wrestling-like, because I've just got... There is a powerbomb attempt into a chokehold uh, yeah. by one of the bad guys. Um, There's a Dream Valley driver in this movie. Yeah, it's... There's a Dream Valley driver. It suddenly just, feels like I'm reviewing NXT, because there's, there's just yeah. all these crazy moves going on. The fight that happens continues to happen right after the, the fight we were just talking about. Like, from here on out, it's just, like, fighting, essentially. And there's, like, the, the the guy's hitting knees, and he basically does the, like, fireman's carry, but the way Dream does it, where he, like, kind of rolls into it and then hits, like, a, a Death Valley driver kind of move. <laughs> I mean, that's a move... Thinking thinking of wrestling moves to use in actual fights, there's a few moves that in wrestling, you're like, oh, that probably doesn't look like it does much, but in a real fight, it's probably the move that kills you. Yeah. And then in reverse, it's like, would the Ushiguroshi really kill somebody? Probably, 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 right? But there's other... Like, would an X-Factor really kill someone if there wasn't shards of wood? Probably not. <laughs> no, probably not. You know what would kill people? The X-Pack uh, sex tape. That was what would Damn. kill <laughs> Okay, moving on. Uh, Rama escapes and runs into Andy, and this is the point we realize that Andy is Rama's brother. Yes. And this is the reason why Rama's gone on this mission, to rescue his brother. Uh... Jaka and the lieutenant uh, Wayu are going at it. Uh, the lieutenant is corrupt and only orchestrated this mission to take out Tama as as Tama has like a a file of all the police mm. uh, who are corrupt. Dirty cops. And that's why he doesn't want any backup either because he doesn't want too many people uh, knowing. He basically knows this is a suicide mission. He's right. sending these guys to his death, to their death, so he can take out Tama and he can be essentially clean. Um, Jaka and Mad Dog have a fight. Uh, Mad Dog is my is the guy with the machete earlier. Wh that you're talking about? No, 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 no. Mad Dog's the like the henchman. The, yeah, but the, he's the, like the he's like the lead henchman. I'd say right. He's the lead. Yeah, henchman. Yeah, yeah. The, the machete guy is like a step down. Sure. Uh, like Andy and Mad Dog are considered like again. The it's same all a video level. game. It's yeah. like there's oh, levels completely. to this. Like as soon as you get they, they're in this building, this compound, and as soon as they get floors up or floors down, it's like they hit another like boss. You oh, know completely. when you play a scroll screen arcade game, yeah, and side screen or whatever, and then you get to the end, and it's like, oh, you gotta fight this boss, and then you beat that boss. Okay, next level. And then boss. It's, just, it's that's the setup. Absolutely. Here. And this guy, the guy with the machete, the guy with the machete and tracksuit. That's Chase Owens, and like fucking Mad Dog <laughs> is like you know fucking Bad Luck Folly or something. <laughs> wow, that's not. Te- I'm just. I was just about to say how much I like this Mad Dog guy. And now I really no Mad Dog's like Jay White. 
<laughs> no, no, but he's not the leader. He, he's uh, who? Okay, we'll say it's like the Kenny version of the Bullet Club. Sure. Then he, Andy and Mad Dog are the fucking young bucks. Okay? Wow, completely. Wow, yeah. get off and my machete show. Machete is still fucking Chase Owens. Okay? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I like I like this Mad Dog guy because there's the fight scene that I think is was my favorite fight scene, and it's involving him. Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah. Um, so Mad Dog has a really cool line here. He says, "Oh yeah, using a gun is like fast food. It's too yeah, easy." He says, "Squeezing a trigger is like ordering takeout." That's something a psychopath says. Obviously, yeah. that's something a crazy villain would say because he he has the opportunity to kill them, and he puts the gun down. He's like, "No, no, no I ain't gonna. Sh- I, I'm not here to shoot somebody." It's true though. Like real real ones don't want to. You know, yeah, they want to. They want to kill you well, with their bare hands. They want to. They want to feel themselves kill you. Fist that's, against fist. That's how you know you're a fucking psycho when you say squeezing a trigger is like ordering takeout. Uh, so he puts the gun down, and Mad Dog and Jaka go at it. Mad Dog hits him with a. Here we go. Wrestling moves. A running, swinging neck breaker. There you go. <laughs> and Jaka's down on the floor, defeated. Mad Dog picks him up and snaps his oh. neck. Uh, I was surprised at this death. Like Jaka seemed like a pretty big deal and was taken out pretty easily. I and thought I, he was going to be saved. And I think that's like, they're, they're building up Mad Dog. This is the, uh, this is the Jay White beating Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. Cause you know, he's going on to be champion. <laughs> and I was so shocked. Month. Yeah. I was so shocked. Yeah. Um, we go back to the brothers, uh, talking and Rama's like, I'm here to get you out. Uh, and Andy doesn't want to leave. He says, my life has changed. Uh, my father didn't respect me before. He definitely won't respect me now. Um, and Rama's like, but you're going to be an uncle soon. Ooh. Come out. You're going to be an uncle. I'm um, having a baby. You can't die. You have to be in my life. So that that's always going to change things. Like There's there's a little one on the way. Um, Rama tells the lieutenant that he's going to stay with him until this mission ends. Um and the lieutenant reveals that Tama is on the 15th floor, and that's where they need to head to. Ugh, 15 floors. Um, we, Andy goes back with Mad Dog to, to Tama's uh, lair, and Tama's questioning him. He, like, he's seen on the surveillance that he was chatting to Rama and didn't kill him. Um, so asked to see his hands, because obviously if he's been fighting and killing his hand should be bruised and bloody and tells them to t- tells him to turn him around because uh, he doesn't know that mad dogs brought the body of jacka up and it's right. like this is what i've done for you and andy's just come back empty-handed because he's not she's trying not to kill exactly because yeah, he's now on the he, we know he's involved with the good guy yeah um and basically realizes he's he's turned He's turned face. Grabs a knife and just sticks yeah. it through his hand. Stabs him through the hand. Uh, we then go to my favorite fight scene, uh, which is in the in the narcotics lab. And this scene's crazy. We see we see choke slams. We see V triggers like running knees. There's palm a lot strikes. of V triggers. Yeah. There's it's an crazy. axe kick, and there's death by he. Uh, I don't even know who it was, but there's a head just like pounded into a whole heap of cocaine on the de- <laughs> on the desk which i guess if you're gonna go like it's one way to go Damn. out i mean go for it uh that sounds yeah. wild yeah lieutenant Wayu gets really into this he's like he turns into a terry funk it's like beating the guy in the chair it's awesome i felt i put this is like watching uh Alistair Black and Ricochet just going at it, but like... With a mountain of coke. On a mountain of coke, yeah. Like, Could you imagine? Ricochet does not need coke, dude. <laughs> uh, Rama finds Andy chained up and being whipped by Mad Dog. Ooh. And uh, Mad Dog then pretty much frees him because he's like, all right, let's let's go at this. Yeah, I like bad guys like this. I like people who are like... It's the same bad guy who said the line about the takeout. He's like, all right, all right, I don't need to... I don't need to beat around the bush here. I'm going to just kill you the way I want to kill you. So he frees him. This is like Phantom Menace, though. It's like, it's, it's a weird dynamic. It did when remind you have, me of Phantom Menace. When you have your two good guys against one bad guy. And yeah, but the bad guy's well, more well-trained. Yeah. 
That's what that that they 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 kind of made me think that way. Like as much as your good guys are good guys, as much as uh, Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan Kenobi are well trained in the Force, the Sith Lord Dark Ma- Darth Maul, you know, he's he's evil. He he knows the dirty tricks. He can take on two people just like Mad Dog. But then, like Mad Dog earlier is like, hey, I'm not. Let's have a fair fight. Let's put the gun down. Now he's. He's like, the good guy's like, screw fair fight, it's two on one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Wayu finds Tama and gets uh, Dagu, who's like one of the other, one of the only remaining police officers They're left. trying to get out of here. Uh, to, tie, uh, to tie Tama up. And then the ultimate heel turn, as if this lieutenant wasn't crooked enough, he then shoots Dagu in the head. He turns on his friend. And says to Tama, you're going to get me out of here alive. But then it goes back to the fight. And this this is the fight scene I'm talking about. The two on one is my favorite fight scene, I think, from this, this movie. This is insane. It's just crazy. Do you wanna do you have notes on that? Do you wanna go through this? I just I mean my notes are my notes for this movie are, are very similar through each thing. Uh, my notes are like Mans gets murked. Wow, there's a knife through his leg. Wait, what happened to that guy's neck? Machete guy clanging. Uh no, for this fight, I have uh the bad guy is whooping ass. Uh he does a snap mare in this fight. Uh, there's a bunch of sleeper holds. There's a bunch of, um, like, again, it's two on one. So imagine, the martial arts kind of thing comes into play, specifically, I'd say, into this fight, more so than any other, because there's two. So it's like, there's always someone kicking this guy, but he's deflecting it like it's like, yeah. it's like the lightsaber fight, where Darth Maul had double yeah things. He's blocking each thing effortlessly, because he's such a badass. He's such a... A bad guy. Yeah, my notes on this are, holy shit, that's lit. Because um, this this guy, Mad Dog, taking on two guys is really great. The choreography in this is, is fantastic. And the way it's shot is really cool. The fighting is like, looks like it's a wrestling match. It's so well put together. It's so well choreographed. Like, everything about it is great. I and mean, it's I've got to believe these guys hurt each other. For sure. How do you ever... Like, is, is it not a case in these movies where you, someone accidentally gets punched in the face? <laughs> like, this has to happen surely. all the time. Yeah. Right? Well, the fight coordinators are, like, Mad Dog, the actor who plays Mad Dog, Yaya and Rihan. I would yeah. say, is he one of them? Because... It, He's he, one of them, yeah. and, and, and Rama is the other one. Yeah, they have to be, because so, they're so good at it. So they're the stars of the film, and they're also the fight coordinators. So it it, it really works out well. Like they, yeah. they know each other really well. I think they worked on the previous film, sure, that the director made, and so and they're both like kind of really well trained in the, the Indonesian martial art. That I'm not going to attempt to say because like I think Davey <laughs> did a good enough job, but like these guys go they they choreographed the Raid Two. I think they did some other films, um, and like they're they're kind of big stars. I think. In Indonesia, and they're getting kind of more roles in Hollywood now. Well, like if they're the ones that that created this, that created this fight scene. This, I, I don't want to call it. Can you call a fight scene choreography? I guess. Yeah, yeah. of course you can. Yeah. yeah, I just I feel like it's so well. I I grew up. Uh, I'm a '90s kid. Uh, I grew up watching a lot of Jackie Chan movies, but I was smart enough as a young kid to realize that all the bad guys in his movies are always the same fucking people. Because they're the choreogra- sure. choreographers who do the fight scenes, and I'm not talking about your bad your bad bosses. I'm talking about like the 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 quote unquote henchmen in your movies that are always in the actual fight scenes. And if you look, they're the same guys in, cast in each movie because he's like, hey, I know that these guys are trained with me that we can do the choreography and do these crazy fight scenes. And I, I, I'm not. I mean, I haven't. I've only seen these guys in this movie, but they go so well together. Specifically, yeah. these three where it's just like non-stop fighting, non-stop action. Um, I'd say from like halfway through this movie, there's just none, there's no non-crazy action going on. It doesn't let you breathe. Yeah, like this, and, and this and one's in like the, the hot, the heat of it. It's just so crazy. Um, Mad Dog gets the advantage on the two and is about to kill Rama when Andy grabs like a, like a pipe. Okay, so no, so in the, in the fight, uh, one of the guys gets snap mirrored. Yeah, multiple times. He hit the bad guy. Loves to do the snap mirror here. Um, in wrestling, underutilized uh, move the snap mirror. Could you not kill someone? 
by yeah. doing the snap. <laughs> Anyways, he snap mirrors the main guy, but as he's doing it, the guy's legs are up in the air and they hit the light fixture above. Oh, it's the light tube. So there's tubes of light that gets knocked down and shattered. However, there's like this part of the tube. So it is like extreme wrestling, like Terry Funk, like WH said. There's the tube that's left there, but it's it's like sharp. It's, it's sharp, a shat- yeah. yeah. So that's what he grabs. So yeah, Andy picks this up, stabs him in the neck. This would kill most men. Yes. But not Mad Dog. No. He gets up and continues to put on a hell of a fight, but eventually Rama manages to break free. He breaks one arm. He breaks the other arm. Hits him with a series of like Kyle O'Reilly palm strikes this Malaysian chest, chops. Grabs the pipe that's the the light tube that's still stuck in Mad Dog's neck and just slits it across. This is violent. This this is this is why this movie's rated R. This death is awesome. Yeah, he takes this light tube and r- sl- slides it all. So it's already in the side of his neck and it's deep in there. And then he, without taking it out, slides it across the guy and kills him. It's like he finally gets his, like, power-up Yeah. in the video game. Oh, just, it's he his just fatality. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's nasty. Uh, I love this fight. I love that the Mad Dog, that's the bad guy. Yeah. This is where he dies. He's my. He's he's good. He's still my second favorite Mad Dog in movies. Uh, Mad Dog, Biff Tannen. Um, I thought this was the craziest fight. De- it's crazy death, too, man. That's, like, way to go. Getting stabbed by a light tube. Crazy. We see uh, Tama and Wayu, and Tama reveals that uh, it goes as high up as the police commissioner. Um, dirty cops. Who's who's a dirty it's cop. Like Batman, dirty cops. And uh, police commissioner Reza. Um, Reza? Reza. R-E-Z-A, he, They Reza. said Reza, and I got really excited. I thought the, the liquid swords, I thought the Wu-Tang Clan was about to come out. <laughs> and... Yeah, that he basically sent them all in to die um, and that he has been paid by Tama this whole time. Wayu then just shoots Tama in the head and then realises the jig's up. He's he's going to face prison for a long, long time and he doesn't want to do that. So he takes the gun, puts it under his chin and pulls the trigger, but he's run out of bullets. There's no bullets left. Um, so he gets... Uh, he gets taken by uh, Rama and Andy. Um, we then find uh, the insurance plan of Tama, which was the, the database of every dirty cop. It's the tapes of with. every... I mean, I watched the dub version. Yeah. So it's it's their, a lot of their mouths moving and nothing coming out. And then it's, we got the tapes of every dirty cop. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, like every voice... I have to shout out the English voice actors uh, for doing a fantastic job. Uh <laughs> How was the dubbing? Not great? Well, like I said, I grew up watching a lot of, like, maybe not so good martial arts movies sometimes on TBS and shit. And, like, this dubbing was This was fantastic dubbing. (laughs) It was up to par. Uh, The brothers walk out with Wayu in cuffs. um, And Andy says that he's not going to go with him. He's going to stay. And Rama's like, why? Why would you do that? And he's like, the same reason why you wear that uniform. It fits. (laughs) And they go their separate right ways as the credits roll. As Mike Shinoda plays. <laughs> and that's the raid. They survived the raid. Uh, yeah, this movie is crazy. I re- highly recommend uh, checking this movie out if you've not seen it. Simply because it's just 100 and... I mean, one hour and 40 minutes of just fuckery. Yeah. Just, just people getting murked. Has it, has it sold the idea of the raid too? Like, you've set up the villain. It's this... This police commissioner behind sure, it all. Sure, yeah. Uh, would it be something you're interested in seeing? Not necessarily to review, but has right. this film caught your attention enough to watch more? Yeah, I'd say I, I know that they're both on Netflix. They which are. is, if something is added to Netflix, then I'm instantly more, uh, it's easier for me to go into it more. Because sure. it's just, it's available right there. Uh, yeah, I'll watch The Raid too. i got to find out what happens. It's like when you play one video game and i got to find out what happens in Double Dragon 2, you know? It's just like, that's what happens. I'm going to sell TV more. All I'm going to say is Hammer Girl. You Ham- love Hammer Girl. <laughs> okay. Does she kill someone with a hammer? Just watch it. I'm she hammer say, dance? Hammer, hammer Girl. You're, you're going to love Hammer Girl. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll watch The Raid 2. Um, I thought this was a lot of fun. I like... I, I, I've not seen a lot of uh, 
action movies that are specifically like this. Mm. Um, but when I do watch them, I'm like, hey, that's different. Like, I'm not super into the, like, Fast and the Furious and, like, all that kind of stuff. Sure. I'm more into, like, the, the fighting in this. And, as I think it's well, more it impressive. Feels like, it feels like watching, like, the best wrestling, I find. With yeah, I feel like I'm watching Okada Tanahashi, Wrestle Kingdom, like, some, like, craziness when, it's, when you're seeing... Uh, a fight scene so perfected almost like yeah. they're doing it uh, like flawlessly like it is uh, a form of art watching people fight uh, it's the art oh, of war essentially uh, it looks it looks great and when it's filmed kind of beautifully like this one is uh, it looks really really great it, it fits really great for a movie um, WH where would this rank on your uh, sandwich rating system oh it's definitely a Montreal smoked meat sandwich for, for an action film um, one thing I really love about this movie is the way it's shot like Gareth Evans does a really good shot of like uh, job of like framing every scene right like so there's a lot of wide shots you capture everything there's not that much like rapid rapid cutting which can get kind of you know like annoying and kind of I, I feel like I'm on the verge of a seizure sometimes watching movies like that yeah and there's I, and I really like the use of tracking shots like he'll follow a guy Two guys are like I think in the narcotics lab. There's one scene I think it's Rama or Dagu, and he's running and this, one of the thugs is running towards him and they're both tracking each other. Like the camera's tracking both guys as they're about to like ram each other like bulls. And it's just beautiful. It's oh, just like, it's, is that when they're so running clear. across like the lab tables? Yeah, I with think all it the tracks both and, stuff, and then right? one jumps and the other like does a baseball slide underneath into the coke. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But just things like that. I thought Gareth Evans does a really good job of like using the choreography that like uh, what's his name, Yayan Rihan and uh, Iku Wyas, who are the two stars of the film and choreographers. I think they just they've worked up on like three films up to this point. Um, I know, like so, Raid was their second film, so they know each other pretty well, and so like I think they work together really well to like. You know, choreograph everything and then like frame everything, how and do all the setups and how are they going to shoot it and like what kind of shots are they going to use? And the editing isn't obnoxious. Like some movies are so obnoxiously edited in the action genre that it, it, it's kind of hard to follow things. This is not one of those films, so it's everything's really clear and easy to follow. And I think it's it, it makes it a, a superior action film. Yeah, I, I like like. I- I'm a I'm I'm like David. I like uh, more so comedies and dramas and things like that. But don't get me wrong. When it comes to action, like you know, the 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 biggest argue, the, the my favorite thing to get people talking instantly when you talk to an action film fan, you go, "Hey, what's better, Die Hard or Terminator 2?" And then everyone loses their shit because <laughs> I do like action films, but I like when they're put together. And you said that maybe these guys getting together and, and making all this, uh, they've made one movie prior, they've made this one, and then they made like what the Raid Two. But I've heard yes. that the rate too, you know, maybe isn't as good as this. this oh, one. some people think it's better. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so I definitely have to check it out then. Uh, I just, I just feel like it was something different for me because martial arts is is big here. It's it's, it's been big here mm. for for years, but I feel like it's kind of like talking about a movie being dubbed and things like that. Like people just kind of throw it into that like category, like like B kind of movie. But so, like it's still so good like this is the, the action in it is just as good as any of other action movies you'd watch in the theaters here in North America so uh, I feel like people need to kind of go out of their comfort zone sometimes of, uh, for movies and I feel like this is a good way to get I, w- I mean obviously this is a huge movie I'm, I'm watching it on Netflix but it, a, a movie like this is a good step for someone to go hey I kind of like that what other things is there Completely. that way so, yeah I mean I I like doing research into the film, I definitely want to check out uh, Merental, which was the one he the directed one before, before this. Right. Um, what I think is also crazy is uh, Gareth Evans doesn't speak uh, Indonesian or what? Yeah, I don't know what the language they sure. speak there is, but he he's English. Like wow. no, he speaks English. Um, so to be able to direct something so successfully yeah, how did that go? in in a foreign language, I think that's crazy. Um, I'm quite surprised to see he hasn't done a great deal more. Uh, he did um, he did one of the segments from VHS two. Um, he did the raid two, and oh VHS, I've seen those. Yeah, you know, like the <laughs> like short films. Yeah, VHS like the, is really yeah okay. But he hasn't done 
a great deal since then. He's mainly done like he's done a TV episode. He's done some shorts. He's making um, that. He, but he's I think got this guy is really talented and and should be making more. Um, Have you seen the Apostle? I haven't. No. That thing's crazy. I watched that uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Is this?" He makes a horror movie, Ooh. but there's like action in it too. Okay, like, see, like that basically it's like one it. of those like Wicker Man style horror movies. Oh, like, it's on Netflix it's the, as well. Like Nicholas yeah. Cage is in it. Oh fuck! It's better than that shit. <laughs> Whoa! No, I, don't, I don't know about I'll that. Check. This looks I cool, actually. Yeah, I'm. I'll check that out. Uh, is there any other uh, WH? Is there any m- other movies similar to this one? Like maybe not so much martial arts, but like something similar to this that you would recommend? Um, there's a movie called Drive. Uh, let me look it up. It With stars, uh, uh, Ryan Gosling? No, no, that's a good movie though. <laughs> that is a good movie. Uh, I was gonna say, don't make fun of that movie. I really love it. Okay, it stars a guy named Mark DeCascos, who's like a, a really famous, not a kind of semi-famous action star okay. uh, from the 80s. It's, it's from 1997. It stars Mark DeCascos, Kadeem Hardison from A Different World, uh, Brittany Murphy's in this, uh, wow. directed by a guy named Steve Wang. I saw this at Midnight Madness. No, no, I saw this at uh, Fantasia, when we had Fantasia in Toronto. This is an amazing, like, straight-to-video action movie okay it, it it is amazing like how good it is for whatever budget it was made for sure uh so mark DeCascos plays a guy who has like a a human uh machine part that gives him like like enhanced enhanced powers like stronger faster right uh and these uh this gang wants to like get the heart from him he's supposed to be like the courier <laughs> for it but he takes off with it or some shit and then he hangs out then he hooks up with Kadeem Hardison from a different world and then they and like and then they have an adventure and it's and it's really all cool. right like i it's one of the best acting movies i've ever seen in my life wow drive if you can find it i don't know if you can find it but if you can find it watch okay it. i'm i'm reading the uh not driver. the synopsis for it on on imdb and it goes, a prototype-enhanced human on the run from Chinese-hired hitmen hooks up with a dreadlocked bystander. I love it. And the two of them elude their pursuers narrowly each time. I love how they've defined, like, <laughs> the second character just as dreadlocked. It's 1987. Things have changed. <laughs> uh, we have one piece of feedback over at the forum um, from Ryan from Parts Unknown. A simple plot, cartoonish villains, and overwhelming odds. But as soon as Rama starts kicking ass, this movie goes with him. Holy shit. Utterly jaw-dropping visuals, fight choreography, a twist or two. It overcomes the fairly basic setup to become a must-watch. 3.5 out of 5, 4 on a good day. Well, today's a good day, so 4 out of 5. I would give it uh, 4 out of 5 fire emojis. Yeah? Yeah, that's what I would give this movie. That's what I give it. That's my star rating system. WH gives it a Montreal smoked meat sandwich. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, and I'll give it a Kyrie Zane. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta work on that. You'll work on your rating system. Sure. <laughs> It'll be something involving pirates and <laughs> coins or something like that. Um, I would say I liked it just as much as I liked the. We were talking about John. We were talking about John Wick. Uh, briefly, I, I enjoy those movies. Yeah. Simply, I watch wrestling for uh, maybe the same reason a lot of other people enjoy it. Like you watch it, you, you kind of know what it is. It could be stupid at some points, but you just check out and it's entertaining. That's what action movies are for me, and I I, I feel like uh, I I really did like this movie. So go watch it. Go watch the Raid Redemption. Um, I don't know what else there is to say. No. Any any final thoughts? Wh? Yeah. I go watch the Raid Two. That yeah. is, I think the Raid Two is actually better. Whoa, well, because, we'll get back like, to that. Maybe we'll have to watch that down the line. The uh, the story just expands, and I think the fight scenes, as good as the Raid, the Raids fight scenes are, the Raid Two has some amazing All right. fight scenes. I'm telling you, Hammer Girl, you're, Hammer you're gonna Girl. love Hammer Girl. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Yeah, <laughs> I I definitely need to rewatch it. The Raid Two. I'm I'm completely down for I almost it. made a joke but it had the word nail in it so I stopped <laughs> oh, and that's where I think we should end <laughs> uh, so that's our raid movie review uh, postwrestling.com you can listen to us every Thursday where me and David re- review WWE NXT wrestling so we're always watching fight scenes so to speak uh, WH where can the fine people find you 
Uh, well, I often do a monthly show with John Pollock. It's called Post Perez, and we cover Japanese professional wrestling. Uh, you know, like from New Japan, All Japan, Dragon Gate, Stardom, uh, that. And you can find me on Twitter at WHPark9, the number nine, uh, where I talk a lot of shit about people's gear. Uh, yeah, well, how would you how would you rate the costuming? You didn't mention the costuming in this movie. I'm very shocked. They're they're wearing SWAT gear, dude. What, what's there to say? <laughs> he did. He li- he liked the tracksuit and shape. Oh right, the tracksuit. <laughs> you did, motherfucker. Wh, if you I mean, don't... everyone's wearing like fucking sweaters and baggy pants. There's not much going on. It's the shield. It's the shield. If if you don't wear a tracksuit and chain to the tailgate takeover tailgate in SummerSlam, I'll be very disappointed. Dude, it's probably going to be like what, like thirty degrees. It will be hot, August. and it's a very hot bar as well. R- wrong I'm answer. Gonna, I'm coming. I'm gonna wear like my Naito T-shirt. Ugh. I'm gonna be wearing. Hopefully, Way has my like folded brim post wrestling hat that he said he might get me. You're not you getting know? a folded. You're getting flat only, bud. That's I'm it. not getting that stupid then get, fucking. Snapback then get the fuck out. Then you're not wearing a hat. No, I'm, I'm like, I'm like you. I can't, hat. I can't pull off snapbacks. I need. I need um, a curve in my hat. Well, well, I'm getting a curved brim hat, and Way's going to get it for me. If you're listening to this, Way, you promised you better deliver. It's all about the curve. <laughs> bring me some strong zeros, and it'll be a deal. No, forget it now. I bring, I'll bring Davey one. You can go get fucked. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Cezanara. Cezara? Cezaria. Oh, Sayonara. Oh. Right. I think Braden needs to go to bed or yeah. something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, WH, thank you for joining us. Uh, again, you can catch us every week. Uh, Davey, where can they find you? You can find me at Davey Portman on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at the Bray D. We will be back. We're doing a live NXT watch along uh, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, the first one, Wednesday night. I believe uh, that's. I don't know, I'm trying to do the math. I don't have the date exactly. It's Wednesday the 27th. Wednesday the 27th. Also, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash upnext and buy uh, an upnext shirt and help uh, help us pay Where, our net bill. Uh, shout out to Rodney, because just this second, he's been our first sale. Wow. So shout out Rodney. For uh, being so our first thank sale. you for that. Uh, postwrestling.com for everything, everything. Goodbye. I love you. Be safe. Ahoy! Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.